Hi everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mail Fuzz Podcast Network. I'm Peter Bradley and joining me as always is Matt Skullthorpe. Hey hey, what's up people? And Connor Ryan. Nice to see Pete's finally uh, nailed that intro. Well, did you see what I did to make sure it worked? I did, you kind of tricked yourself into making it like every other one. Well, no, 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 I just, I slotted in the episode number first because it led into it more naturally for me. Uh, see, so... That works. But that, 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 also, he has his cats holding cue cards off screen. You guys can't see that, but <laughs> I saw him set them up. Yeah. Well, people aren't here to listen to us talk about uh, the ins and outs of recording. They're here to talk about DC Comics, and that's what we're going to do. So, this week we've got five books to talk about. Um, the second sort of full week of Rebirth books. And this week we've got Wonder Woman Rebirth Issue 1, The Flash Rebirth Issue 1, Aquaman Rebirth Issue 1, Detective Comics 934 and Action Comics 957. Yes, I noted them down because now that we've got numbers in the 900s again, I'm not going to remember them off the top of my head. Yeah, this, this makes me a little upset about the renumbering, but that's just the collector give, give, brain. Give it a few months and you'll... And you'll... Oh no, I know. I just now there's going to be a massive gap between them. Well, what you just need to do is go back through your new Fifty Two issues, right? And <laughs> with a marker, marker yeah. and just put the actual numbers on them. That would be nice if I knew where my Grant Morrison run went. That I mean, unless he conjured them away, I lent them to someone, and they've never returned. So, hmm. all right. So I will give a spoiler warning. There will be spoilers for each of the books as we talk about them because we're going to talk about what happens in them. Um, yeah. However, I did do something last week. I put timestamps next to the books in the description. So if you did want to skip one, you could. So, you know, that's an option if you want to. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into uh, the books. And I think, first of all, we'll talk about Wonder Woman Rebirth Issue 1, which is written by Greg Rucka and uh, art by Liam Sharp. And I think... Sharp that, that... only did the last few pages, right? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple artists. If you go to the really? main page, okay. Sharp yeah, does yeah. the the bit where it changes towards the yep. end. That that's him from there on out. But before pages that, pages fifteen it's... to twenty. It's Matthew Clark. He does pages one through fourteen. Yeah. Um, I just looked at Comicsology before we started recording. They're they're, they're they're from the outdated solicits where it yeah. had just listed Sharp, but then yeah. he said on Twitter he was only doing like six pages, and then it comes out, and yeah, it's only the last few. But he's the artist going forward, right? On Wonder Woman, with with the Nicholas Scott, odd yeah. numbers. Yeah, he's yeah. one of them. He's done, he's doing the uh, present day yeah. story while uh, Nicholas Scott's done the the year one stuff. So, yep. um, but no, this was probably I hasten to say the the most anticipated of this week's books because it was Rocker coming back to DC. Um, yep. He was originally planned to do Wonder Woman Earth one. And there was a bit of a kerfuffle about that because he got taken off of it. Uh, but now he's going to do year one instead. But of course, this this is the rebirth issue, and this was very much uh, all right. Let's just iron some things out. Here's what's kind of in the the origin now, and mm-hmm. there's some things that are still not quite sure if it's in the origin or not. But we're going to straighten those out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the DC byline right now. It's just like all of it happened. But some of it didn't. Wonder so. Woman's particularly messy, though, isn't it? No one really it's... knows. Especially with Azarello's run feeling so disconnected to everything else in the New 52. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's, what? It's, yeah. it's not really sure how much of that took place. Wonder Woman was always kind of messy anyway, because every time yep. <laughs> yeah. every time like a new big run started, it felt like the writer wanted to 
like do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. just re rewrite the origins so it matched what they wanted to do. Um, now I say that having not made a, read a whole ton of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman certainly out of the major DC characters is probably one of the ones that I know less about. Yeah. Um, but that said, let's talk about the the book itself and if we enjoyed it and why yeah. and why not. Uh, so first, I mean, I'll say I did like it. Um, I thought it set up some interesting stuff going forward. Uh, I liked Wonder Woman using the lasso of truth on herself when she realised that something's not quite adding up. Mm-hmm. Which ties into, again, this whole idea of rebirth and the idea that time is stolen. Even if that's not directly... you know, she, she, I think it's kind of works both ways here because it's more about her brother that she now knows about and she feels she's been lied to. Um, but the fact that she can use the lasso on herself and it gives her an answer implies that the stuff that she did know about that's been taken. Well, I'm not sure because in Justice League, John's kind of made it so it's not uh, just that it makes him tell the truth. It, it shows the reality, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He changed it in like the some somewhere towards the end. Did he? Okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, I think it was in the, somewhere in the midst of Dark Side War. Hmm. He changed it so it shows reality. It makes them say that it just shows the reality of things, not just the truth, which is. I suppose it's a, a differentiation. It is. I, I don't well, know if I reality, like No, because reality is perspective, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. Like, if she tries to use it on Joker, who has a completely broken sense of reality, what's it going to do? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it is, again, Wonder Woman being quite messy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I but, don't know if I, I like that change, because that, that makes it feel almost too powerful. Like, I don't like the idea that for me, for someone to tell the truth, for when the lasso goes round them and they tell the truth, for me it has to be something they have to somehow know or did know. Yeah. I don't like the idea that it can just pull out answers that they even... Maybe he's changing it back and I'm, you know, <laughs> Maybe. That, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out going forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Rucka's going to cherry pick what he wants because there's that, there's that thing that's symbolic, the panel of her crushing the helm of Ares. Yeah. Right. She says, "If this was real, I wouldn't be able to do that." So, you know, which and I like the Azarello run for what he did with the Greek gods, but if that's just gonna stand alone, that's fine. It is, but you at know? the same time, I really liked her being the god of war, and I thought it was a really nice duality to her as like an ambassador of peace, but also the god of war. Yeah, but but now if you're gonna delve back into the whole Wonder Woman superhero, that's true. Angle. Then it's going to be a little bit different because we're we're going to go back to Themyscira. We're basically going to see her year one coming up too. Yeah. So, which is nice because it means that at least that the year one will set the origin straight for going yeah. forward. Now, and of course, until someone else decides to fuck with it. In a couple well, of I know. Time. This is this is the great thing about calling it year one. Once you call it year one, yeah, that's, that's it. True. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's what Batman Year One but... stuck. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it helps that they've also adapted it as a movie. So many times, yeah. you know, between Batman Begins and the animated stuff and, and every origin sense. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I would just, I just want to clear, is she Zeus's daughter or not? Or is she Clay or not? And that's all I really need. Everything else you can play with, like her coming to, to man's world to save everybody or her being the chosen one, you know, to be the emissary out there because of Steve Trevor. But... That's what I did like about Morrison's Earth One, was how it played with that idea. Um, of, uh, of her. 
Yeah, I'd also recommend recently the the Legend of Wonder Woman stuff digital series. Yeah, yeah uh, covers I'm, covers all that origin. It's I'm pretty... not. That's up yeah, for I'm... the what? What's the award? The Eisners. Yeah, it's like yeah. DC's only thing. So I'm that's not cool. um, up to date on that, but I've read the first like twelve of it. I, I've I just got the I'll... last four or five to read. I like letting that build up. I see the digital first things. I feel like it's just too short. Oh, oh it's all finished now, so yeah. you can. Oh, is it finished the whole, Yeah, 27, I believe, was a week or two ago, and that was the last one. Which, which does break down into what? Two? Two and... How, how big are digital first issues? Uh, like... three, three digital firsts makes one single. So it's nine issues, basically. Okay. Nine yeah. comic issues. They're collecting so, it in one so... hardcover. I know that. I'll say. Then I'll look forward to reading it in a hardcover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Uh, I, I did like... Uh, I like the new outfit. I like when she gets the new outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... I think that's pretty cool. I do have to criticise the issue a bit, though, because I don't think the first half or the first two thirds flow tremendously well together. No. I, no I, that's the biggest slight is. I feel Rucka, this was pulled from notes that he's had, I think, when he was working on Wonder Woman, or probably on his Earth One. See, this is where I disagree, because I thought it felt fractured intentionally, because obviously her. Everything about her past is kind of fractured into all these different things. No, see, I kind of get that, and I kind of agree that that's probably the intention, but I I still think it makes it kind of a chore to read the first two thirds of this. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I don't think he nailed it as well as he could have. And hopefully, I mean, this is just the rebirth. This is just the introduction to the ideas. So It is you know, very I'm much just set in stage of what happened yeah. vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, I mean, it falls into that same kind of mostly just being a recap of what the status quo is, what the origin is, but it's even messier with Wonder Woman because she has so many changes <laughs> and shit. So it's, I, I think it's kind of a rough issue uh, in that sense. Um, I said, though, I mean, it doesn't put me off reading more of it. it, it you know, no. There's certain things in here I like. I just think that this issue on its own is a little bit uh, jumbled. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and that kind of, I mean, it was my most, you know, hyped book of the week. Actually, of all the Rebirth books, this is the one I was looking forward to the most. So that probably counted against it, just because it didn't, you know, saw what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I will say, when the art shifted towards the end, whoever did those colors is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the, 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 the red skies, stuff at Olympus, it's just mm. beautiful. Yeah, that stuff's pretty Which good. You, yeah. And we know that the red sky is always a crisis, right? Yeah. So we've been conditioned. So I'm going to look up the colorist real quick, because if you bring them up, we should say their name. We should. Uh, yeah. Laura Martin. And that's, yep, Laura Martin. Yeah. So, because that's on the back half, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's Laura Martin. So yeah, that stuff is, is real good. I did really like the art throughout, so... Yeah. And That's I thought the, sh the, the shift of artists wasn't jarring in the slightest because no. it's used as a narrative device, so I really like that. Well, and on that page, it, it's it's broken up clearly because it shows her reality shattering. Yeah. You know, And then by then, the first artist is done and Liam Sharp comes in. So I thought that was pretty cool. And you could look in and see all the different runs uh, of the last, I want to say, 20 years because you have blind Wonder Woman from Ruckus' first run on the character. Yeah, and then yeah. a lot of the new Fifty Two stuff, um, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then even even old school Cheetah, up in the yeah. corner there. Even the even the right even the art and the way they're doing it with the uh, like one artist for year one, one artist for the present day stuff mm -hmm. is a really smart use of having multiple artists. 
Yeah, because so, it'll never feel jarring when you yeah. read them in trade either. So it doesn't surprise yep. me that um, they've handled that well here as well. Yeah. Yep. And I wonder. He does. I wonder if Go that ahead. was a conscious choice um, to have the different artists, or if it was because they knew they couldn't make it on time without having a second artist, and they decided to do this. I'm more inclined to think it was that because obviously yeah. Sharp is doing what the the odd numbers, right? So he's doing the. Yeah. The actual first, first issue as well. Yeah. So that's... I mean, he's doing the one in two weeks, so obviously he can't have been doing too much on this issue as well yeah. as that. So yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah Ruckus knows what he's doing. I read enough of his stuff to know that he can't just judge the first issue. Oh, yeah, yeah I have complete faith in Rucker. This, this yeah. issue is just... Uh, like, I'm looking forward to seeing the first issue of the arcs now. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a little bit pissed off that, that this stopped... Uh, <laughs> Black magic. Yeah, but at least it got to the end of its first arc, and you <laughs> know it's true. a nice break point. It's not like he stopped halfway through. No, like, that would you be know, Snyder. You know, <laughs> Snyder's been known to do certain things. So yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the Flash Rebirth, which is uh, written by Joshua Williamson and art by now. Just keep with me, folks. Uh, Carmine D. Giadomenico. Nailed it. Aye. For, for as much as a Scotchman can. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. Even Williamson messes it up every time. He, he's yeah, does he? Oh, good. Interviews. Yeah, he, he can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Williamson talks fast, too, like when yeah. you've seen him. So it's, it's, there's so many syllables to trip on there. Yeah. yeah. So we should do it. He should make a, like a friendly version for other people that he's happy with. Like, you know, he himself should say, you know what? I like Giando. Just call me Giando. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like, just... Like, yeah. you could do that but let's talk about Flash now first thing I want to say about Flash for me uh, this from an art perspective is a standout of the week I think the art in this is yep. absolutely gorgeous yeah. I had a friend say that it was too angular but I like that because it lets you play with the speed force and where it's coming from yeah yeah the, the, ang- the angles help yeah give that sense of speed when they're moving quick yep. yeah. you, you can really show that th- through the extreme angles a lot more so no, yeah. I agree with that and this issue has had a bit of a mixed response, uh, mainly because we start off and we're investigating a crime scene, which is at first you might think it's a flashback because it feels like mm-hmm. the uh, you know Barry's mum getting killed. It feels the very yep. same, but it turns out it's actually present day and it's Barry. Actually, they're just at a very similar crime scene, and yep. it's drudging up those old memories. And um, but then of course we get we actually kind of catch up with rebirth, the rebirth issue mm-hmm. from two weeks ago. Um, we see yep. the scene from a sort of a different perspective of Wally coming back and uh, Barry pulling him out of the Speed Force, and we get a little bit more of those things mm-hmm. afterwards. So, um, well, and well, not just that too. It's that the Speed Force, even before Wally appears to Barry, is giving Barry these weird visions. Yeah, that's like true. he yeah. sees, yeah. he sees Zoom, um, and you know, kills him in a vision, and it starts to make Barry feel like something bad's on the way. Yeah, and he also sees Godspeed, which I guess is a sort of mirage yeah. of the, the future. Um, he sees a little bit of Wally. Um, I wonder if it means that Zoom stuff is to come as well, then. It may be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it may do. Um, so, let, let's tackle the, the rebirth side of the stuff first. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, the scene of them getting reunited still uh, hits hard. Yeah. It just yeah. does. Um, but what, what this does is it kind of it's almost like filling in some of the 
the, the blank spots right after in the sense that you sort yeah. of go, okay, so now that Barry knows this stuff, does he try and tell Iris? You know, it's like these kind of things that this immediately just brings mm. up and he's like, oh shit, I need to go tell Iris. What the hell? Like, I was... Because I, actually, I love uh, Wally's reaction when uh, Barry says that Iris is his friend. He's like, friend? Yeah. <laughs> Your <Yeah>. friend? <laughs> um, I really like that. But... And this idea that he wants to go in the to tell it, and Wally's like, no, wait, wait, no. Like, this broke my heart when I tried to tell Linda. No, mm-hmm. we're not doing this again. We have to... And it sets up... It explains why they're not just going to tell everyone right away. Yeah. Why, why they can't. Um, and it also brings Batman back into it. And the idea that Barry and Bruce are going to be the ones trying to solve this mystery. And and I like what Barry says about Batman. Mm. That, you know, he's not just a detective, he's a scientist. And that's where they, you know, they can get along. Yeah. As Batman takes the very methodological, methodical, there you go. That's the word. <laughs> uh, approach to everything. And it also confirmed how the button shot out of the Speed Force, yeah. which I don't think a lot of people picked up on while reading the Rebirth issue. So, no, it's there, but it, it's kind of buried in one panel, yeah. and it's easy to yeah. miss. Yeah, I didn't notice it my first time reading it. I, don't, I noticed it my second time. Yep. Um, so it's cool that they pointed that out that it did come from the Speed Force, and that you know I've I always love the idea of the Speed Force being a actual living, breathing thing. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that it seems like it's going to have a role to play throughout the larger story is, is real cool. And it was in here that he said, too, that there's a truce between, like, the Justice League and the scientists. Like, you leave Barry to explore the Speed Force. Like, no one else should be yeah. examining it. Yeah. 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 I like no, that. no one else can really <laughs> do it yeah. properly. Um, also, one of my favorite pages of this week was the double-page spread of yep. Barry and Wally running in opposite directions when they agree to... Because that's, that's the other thing. That's also... It's, it also sets up Flash, but it also sets up Titans. And it also sets yep. up, as we said, this whole rebirth plot going forward with the Watchmen. It sets mm-hmm. up all, all these things. It's actually quite an integral book in that sense. Um, Which, leave it to Johns to make the Flash the Keystone character, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah, but... You know? I, I actually love that the Flash is central to all this. It's, so do I. Yeah. Do you, do I just well, did? because you, Matt, come on. I, you said Keystone. I, I said I, Central. Come on. Central. Really? I got you. Just, just brushing past it, though. No, you don't yeah, get yeah, to yeah. stop. You already stopped one. You can't stop again. <laughs> but I was just gonna say that. Um, actually, you made me lose my. Oh, the you know the the Flash was like the birth of modern superheroes in '59. Him and Green Lantern hmm. came on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Silver Age. And that type of thing. Because as of right now, we have Barry that is aware, Batman, uh, Bruce, and older Clark. They're all aware of something's afoot. And no one mm. else really is. It wouldn't surprise so I, I me. I like that trinity. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Clark is the next one that finds out. Like, he's the one to go to when they realize what he yeah. is. See, I thought yep. that, but then... I think it'll be a while before that because obviously they're not going to trust him straight away. Oh yeah, no, of course not because the, the plot of the first well, Justice yeah. League arc is I think going to be that they can't trust this guy because they don't know who he is. So. Yeah, which is why I think it might someone else might find out before that. Maybe. Bef- before, because yeah. even if they trust him enough to be on the same team as him, I'm not sure they'll trust him enough to go to him with that. What if one of them remembers him though? No, oh, well yeah. that's different. Yeah, uh, yeah. if that's well, the case that's... then fine. But it's it's the long form storytelling that I always liked Johns for doing in his flash run was stuff that would happen in the first arc paid off in the final. 
Like yeah. there was always that, and it wasn't by coincidence, you know, some, or some people cherry pick things and that this issue reminded me very much of John's flash, which had come to no surprise because he handpicked Williamson to take over the character. Yeah, he made a great choice. I mean, the, yeah. um, I, like I said, I'll go back to that, that double pitch spread with them running in opposite directions after Wally's like, okay, I'm going to go and see the Titans. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go and have, have a chat with them and see what's, what's up. Um, but I that that dueling narration where it flips between mm-hmm. them, treating them both as important. You know, it's yeah. not just this is Barry's perspective. No, it's Wally's perspective too. But uh, well, it's, yeah, it's it's Rebirth Flash, right? Yeah. So and they're both flashes, right? Oh now. yeah, and uh, yeah. speaking of that, that that line, you're not Kid Flash anymore. You're a Flash. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so all all the emotion stuff was here. It was uh, quite touching again, and then you know, it is it is good, but it's another one of those rebirth issues where I feel like the writer just doesn't know quite exactly what to do with it other than kind of recap and set things up because it's, yeah. it's another case of they don't want to start their story arc in this whereas some of them have just gone straight for it but it what, seems about half of them haven't yeah but what, what which is the right choice though because I actually think if I'm a first time reader picking up Flash Rebirth as you want I think mm-hmm. this is more what you want oh yeah no I'm not saying there is a right or wrong choice because I think there's mm-hmm. merits to both I feel like it's a case of them just not knowing what to do with this rebirth issue. They've been asked to do it, and they just don't quite know what. I, I think that's that's maybe a little bit more negative than I would put a spin on it because I feel like mm-hmm. this is a better choice than just starting your first start. Even though for us it might be better to just start your first start because we're already here and we're into it. Like I think for someone who is just sort of like dabbling because they're thinking, oh, yeah. this may be a good jumping on point. I think, I think this explaining where Barry is in his life, what the status mm-hmm. quo is, who Wally is, their relationship to each other, setting up this rebirth story going forward, I think I think it does a fairly good job of that. That's and the I th- thing, I do think it's a good issue, but I think for me, a lot of it feels kind of redundant. Like I said, what, what was it I said yeah. about last week? Superman. It was a good issue, but for me personally, it's kind of unnecessary. But that's the funny thing. The, the thing that I would say about both of this and Superman last week is that Having the right voices there and the emotional attachment made them both feel quite special to me. No, that's fair enough. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's still a good book. Like, it is. It's just for me, what it was doing was kind of unneeded, and I would, I just want to get on with the story at this point. No, I'm, I'm fine with that because they're taking a breath before setting up, and so this, for as much as we, we got hinted at Godspeed and the Speed Force visions and. The overall story, you know, it still teases at the end that in two weeks lightning strikes twice. Yeah, yeah, we get coming. we get this cliffhanger with this uh, speedster going by, presumably Godspeed, because who, who we know yep. is going to be the first big new yep. villain that shows up. Although that said, I thought he was going to get his powers from this uh, this uh, speed force cloud or storm that was going to come in at the start of this arc. Yeah. So see, that's the beauty of speed force and, and flashes time travel. Timey, uh, timey, wimey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True. Speed so, Force, I ain't got to explain shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's why I love it. And the show's done so much with that, you know, especially this season. So, and I just like if, if Williams plays with that, because clearly the way I see it is, well, I shouldn't say clearly, but the kid from the beginning, I would bet, you know, a box of donuts is Godspeed. And it's going to be the whole fractured mirror, what would happen if Barry had yeah. taken a different path. 
I did think it was interesting. There was a good page of narration that felt like it was lifted from the, you know, the opening introduction of the of the TV yep. show. Mm. It was like almost. It felt like it, this was just yeah. that opening monologue. Also, the return of the Flash fact. Uh, yeah. Oh, Wally. Movie, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he says, yeah. and that's a Flash fact. Yeah, because that, that was yeah. more. That was definitely more Wally's thing than never yep. was Barry's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's cool. just as a Wally West fan, I am stoked yeah. that this is all going on. So. Which is why, like now, I'm like, all right, Titans for me. I mean, I like the rest of the Titans, mm-hmm. but for me, that's the Wally West book now. <laughs> yeah, right. As it should be for a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, so I will just wrap up with that by saying art was gorgeous again. I can't stress that enough how much yeah. I like darn this. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the third rebirth book of this week, which was Aquaman Rebirth, uh, written by Dan Abnett and art by Oscar Jimenez. 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 Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was, yeah. how I was pronouncing that. That's all right. Yeah. I got you. Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Ask Aquaman Rebirth. And this... Uh, I get, it's actually one that I compare a lot to Wonder Woman. Because the first two-thirds of this book... You know, they've got Aquaman off catching someone. You know, it's... Doing its it thing. was a very rough read, more so than Wonder Woman for me. Just because... This one seemed to be trying to do too many things. Yeah, I, I, it is doing a lot of things, uh, but again, I think the ending's the best part. Oh yeah. yeah, I was, I was kind of like, wow, this is kind of the worst so far of the Rebirth books out of the nine. And then I got to the last like five pages and went, oh man, okay, I really like this. Yeah, I think, and because Abnet's already been doing like four or five issues of mm-hmm. Aquaman. Yep. I know he's fine at it. I know he's, he writes a good Aquaman. Yeah. And I, I think there's good stuff in here, but I think there is just so much packed into that, this first like two-thirds of this book. I, th- I think what throws you off a lot of it is the narration, where it's not an it's not first-person. Yeah. The narration boxes, they're all Aquaman well, thinks... Yeah, yeah, obviously it's intentional, but it's, it, it's it kind of throws... It throws you off yeah. at first, I think, which yeah. is why it makes it a little bit awkward to read. You know, and it sets up Aquaman as a character. It, again, it, it, it really tells you the status quo he's got this embassy on dry land he's trying to do this he's got mira who's doing this and uh oh by the way aquaman's not lame he doesn't really talk to fish he just has a connection with like it's really explaining yeah which i do like because that was a thing that when they relaunched in the new 52 that they stressed was you know he's not that public perception and they even play with that here like there's an aquaman cartoon Hmm. the kids are watching with cartoons and animals and it reminds me a lot of uh the first uh, arc of the new 52 yeah. where you know he comes out and the you know, laughing at him and stuff yeah. yeah well i think that's very intentional especially with the scene with yeah. uh, the two of them in the diner at the fish yeah. restaurant yeah. well it's the same diner yeah it's the yeah. same diner yeah um and because i in that first arc in the trench where he is eating fish and people are looking at him like he's cannibalizing <laughs> right yeah, it's pretty funny and you know um, but no, Abnett does have the voice of these characters down, which is good. But again, between the Sea Drift Station and the, um, what, what were the lower rung people called? The ninth? Oh, God, I can't remember. See, that's kind, of, yeah. that's kind of the point, is that there was so much packed in, is that I can't remember. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of exposition. Um, yeah. But that all said, like, the one thing it's still, I mean, I still think it hyped me for the series. Like... Yeah. The one little teaser we got at the end of like who's actually narrating, and I guess we'll talk about this now, is... Yeah. And also, I, I think this is where the art gets better as well. Like For some reason, I think the art and the Black Manta reveal at the end is mm-hmm. suddenly a lot more interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's because they're playing a lot more with darkness, because I've got all the shadows it's, it's, in his face. It's a lot and... less clean cut as well. The lines aren't yeah. quite as clean. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Black Manta is one of those characters, one of those villains that I've always wanted to like read a good Black Manta story about. And I'm sure people might recommend a good Aquaman run from the past that has some good okay. stuff. But um, Brightest Day. There's no like definitive yeah. Black Manta story. I, I've read Brightest Day, but like I, you know yeah, what I mean, like that's... you know. Yeah, but I was gonna say that's to me from the Aquaman I read the most because during the '90s he became a mutated half man, half manta ray. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was it wasn't until Brightest Day that he kind of made that return. The first time I and... ever seen Black Manta in a comic was actually the uh, Justice book, which was uh, Alex Ross and Ross. Yeah, Mark uh, Wade, right? No, it wasn't Mark Wade. Did the Justice? No, no, no. Was it, it just was... Alex Ross? It was uh, Kruger, I think. We're gonna look this up real quick. Uh, Keep talking, I'll I'll research. Yeah, but no, I, I saw Black Manta and that because that that book, that book had like tons of villains and side characters uh, mm-hmm. from like, all over DC, and I always thought he looked cool. And that was that was when I read that book like ten years ago, whatever it was. That was like, oh, is this like Aquaman's arch nemesis? And it is. That's who he is. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I always thought he seemed cool. So I'm excited. To- You're right, Jim Kruger. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. he was right. Hey, hey. Um, I probably only remember that because I was like, I was thinking of Freddy Krueger. I was like, I probably, I probably just <laughs> probably. thought, I probably just thought his name reminds me of Freddy Krueger, and then that's how I've remembered that's all these years. That's how it stuck, yeah, yeah, all these years. But, but yeah, uh, Black Manta, he's um got that gnarly scar on his face, right? Yeah, from Aquaman's trident, and calls him a murderer. Yeah, I like the helmet, which reminds you that um, in an act of vengeance. Aquaman accidentally killed uh, Black Manta's dad. Yeah. You know, in a fit of rage, right? Gave him the heart. Was it, did Black Manta give Aquaman's dad the heart attack? Or vice versa? I can't remember. But, you know, I love it when villains are personally driven. Like, it's not just like, hey, I don't like this guy. It's, oh no, he killed my dad. Yeah. It's a very personal, very personal story or personal vendetta. Mm hmm. Uh, because I mean, I mean, when the narration ends, when it gets to the end of the book, he's talking about everything that Aquaman has in his life, and he's talking about Mira and saying how she's the most important thing. That without her, he like would crumble. And then he's like, "That's why I'm going to start with her. I'm going to take her away. <laughs> it's going to symbolize this, and then he's going to tear him down." So, uh, no, I like this. I, I think Aquaman, having read a lot of the New Fifty Two Aquaman, in fact, most mm-hmm. of it, I read all of Johns, and I read a fair bit of what came after. And having yeah. stuff at the end, I think w- one thing that Aquaman probably needed through a lot of that was a main villain that was really like yeah. where you knew yeah. who the villain was and you remembered them, um, and not just X like you know another person from Atlantis number fifty two or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah it did start. Yeah, I mean that. he's got he's got Ocean Master, he's got Black Manta, and then like Pete was saying, person from Atlantis, whatever. But. I'm kind of thankful they didn't keep using Black Manta or Ocean Master because Manta's been gone since the Throne of Atlantis. So it's good to have him pop up and be missed. Yeah, he's, he's had enough time to... Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I don't want him to just constantly use the same ones. Oh, no. but I just feel like... Whereas like Batman and Superman have such a big rules gallery, they can, yeah. always, they can almost always use one you recognise, but also give them right. all time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Aquaman doesn't quite have that because he doesn't have as many good ones, at least notable ones. Right. And again, people who have been reading Aquaman like religiously for thirty years are probably going to tell me, oh, "There's tons of great Aquaman villains." What are you talking about? But you know, um, there's not that many have made sure. it into the yeah the, the mainstream almost. Yeah. 
if you can even call black might not mainstream <laughs> yeah i mean i mean yeah. to to general comic readers who don't necessarily read that much aquaman yeah they'll know black manta and probably ocean master yeah even then that's a push (laughs) even then yeah but but anyways it's it's still good i mean and again it's personal so i'm excited for where it's going because up to this point like i read the abnet stuff before and i was like yeah sea drift that's cool i'll read this in trade and then Black Mana shows up. I'm like, okay, I'll be checking this out. Every week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, honestly, th- because the rebirth issues are kind of like standalone. Even if I didn't like mm. one of them, I maybe still check out issue mm. one. Matt, your mate's yeah. going. Um, oh, Ultroni. Yeah, there there is a few series that even though I thought the first issue was fine, like 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 I would say about Flash, like I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of redundant. But at the same time, it doesn't put me off the series at all because I still think yeah. it was well written. And that's enough in that what that issue yeah. was doing, so to make me want to read the actual arc itself. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So that'll take us on to Detective Comics nine three four, written by James Tenian the fourth, and art by Eddie Barrows. Can I just say how much I love saying James Tenian the fourth? Yeah. Um, it's a good name. Yeah. It's a solid name. It's yeah, a cool name. Keep him. Keep him away from talents, and he's fine. And it's a it's a cool name, and it's easy to say. Yeah. That's a win win. Give yeah. me both of those and your and and there's not enough the faults anymore. There's no. not. There's not. There's it's not. There really isn't. But uh, Detective Comics. Um, this is of course the the team book where Batman and Batwoman are going to train Stephanie Brown, Cassandra Kane, Tim Drake, and Clayface is the the, the one that sort of sticks yeah. out a bit. The wild card. The wild card. Yeah. Uh, people we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, first of all, the art's pretty good in this one as well. Uh, yep. Eddie Barrows. Yeah. He yeah. he draws. He draws Gotham very well. Yeah, he yeah. kills it. Yeah, because we've got the snow and all that, and then we've got the fire. Like he does all these. Yeah, that fire in the first few pages is just yeah fantastic. And what looks like Batman sort of like coming through the fire looks pretty damn great. Um, yeah. Of course, we we do quickly get the impression this isn't actually Batman. Someone is impersonating him. Yeah. Because when actual Batman shows up and asks, uh, "What's his face, Azrael? Um, Yo, bro, what's what's going on? What's happening?" Yeah. He's like, that was, it was you, bro. You, you yeah. mad? Look, you know. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. That was a. As you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never, never do that again. <laughs> leave, leave the brewing out to me, please. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's a more natural setting. Sure. Oh yeah, but that, that double page spread of Batwoman uh, grappling through the snow is pretty badass. Yeah. But that gets us to the the. I mean, we'll get back to the Azrael stuff because it sort of ties into the ending and the, the threat that's coming, but. Mm-hmm. So Batman goes to Batwoman and basically explains there's a threat, we're being watched, not related to the Watchmen being watched stuff. Yeah, uh, different. And says, we need to recruit a team, we need to put a team together and you're better for this because you've got more of a soldier mentality. And, yeah. you know, which was nice. It was nice that he admits that she's better suited to this than he is, which is why which she's... Which is great because yeah. that means Batman has layers and limits and... Yeah, you know? and it immediately adds more to to Batwoman as well because obviously yep. this is a case of using Batman as a benchmark, and if yep. he thinks that she's better at something, then obviously she must be really good. Even if you don't have never read anything with her before, it just immediately mm, right. sets. Yeah, no, no, uh, I agree with that. And Matt, of course, will have loved this because there's a Batman doofus face moment in this when he reveals that he's Bruce Wayne, and she goes, yeah. "Yeah, I've been waiting for like a year for you to tell me this." Yeah. <laughs> Also, Batman's <laughs> smiling a lot in this book. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's 
This is the this is the Batman I came up reading in comics. Not not the New 52 Snyder kind of married to Gotham. So I am I love this book throughout. I'll just boil that right now. Yeah, I loved it too. Uh in the the Tim and Cassie stuff, right? Which he's going to get to. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty much next because what they do quite nicely here to uh, sort of pull the, the book together structurally mm-hmm. is that it's like Batman saying, right, and she's like, okay, who are the recruits? So one by one we go through. Yeah, the Ocean's Eleven them, and we get yeah. to see them doing, you know, their specialty, yeah. whatever that is. Stephanie Brown's in a book full time. <laughs> and she's it. wearing purple. Purple? Yeah. And I forgot that she that they changed her origin a little bit. Like she's the the daughter of two geniuses. Yeah, two yeah. villains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they which, did it in. I think it was Batman Eternal. Uh, it's yeah, I, I just started reading that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's just came up in the first sort of chunk of issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which whatever. I mean, admittedly, I I do. For me, Stephanie Brown's always got, had a good relationship with her mother, and they have waffles at morning for breakfast. Yeah, and sure. that's that's why I was reading Eternal, and then I got to that that horribly drawn. One and I couldn't read it anymore. There is a handful of issues in that that just look bad, but yeah. it is they're always so scattered throughout of where they are. Yeah. that you can if you just so get past I, them, it's all right. If I could just find the Stephanie Brown story from there without having to read anything else, you know, mm. someone someone hit us up and let me know where I can find that. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of interspersed with other yeah, stories. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It it's, is it's tough. not like she just has her issues. It's like. You know, it's mixed with the other story. It's the internet. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Someone right. go through and edit it out. And a make, super cut, yeah. 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 Do, do a Please. director's cut of just the Stephanie Brown story. To be, I'll be honest, oh, yeah. I'd probably jump in that as well if I could. Yeah. Our, our banter with Tim, which again is kind of going back, is Tim's yeah. the next one who shows up. And Tim, Tim and Stephanie did have a lot of interaction way back, mm. like, when Steph were, was first around. Yeah, they were boyfriend-girlfriend for a little while, and... You know, she he helped her through the pregnancy that everyone forgets. Hmm. You know, and when she was spoiler, so and then she becomes Robin. You know, and all those old stories. Yeah. And but you know they've always been close. So I, I just like this, like old married couple style bickering that they yeah. have. It just yeah. it works so well. And they're both meant to be about what seventeen, eighteen. So yeah. yeah, it just adds like a layer to it. Yeah. But that's the point, though, is they're fun, and there's banter, and they feel like they have their own voices again. I mean, I don't think Tim's had his own voice since before no. the New 52. No, he's been it, generic it, Robin number four. It disheartens me as well, because he's my favourite Robin. and Yeah, well, he's the best he's been, Robin. He's been so badly treated. Yeah. Well, hold on, wait a minute. By best Robin, do you mean a better character than Dick Grayson? Because I will disagree. No, 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 no. Best better Robin. at being Robin. Yes. Right, okay. No, I can, I can accept that, but I will not accept... Because Damien's Damien, right? Like, he has his own things that define him. And then Dick was the first Robin. But to me, he's more Nightwing or even just Dick Grayson. But the Robin, when I think of Robin, I think automatically Tim Drake. Yeah. Because he was the heir apparent to Batman where he figured out Batman's identity all on his own. Not in the he didn't. <laughs> well, no, but we're not, we're not going to talk about that because that was garbage. Well, that's the thing, but I don't know if that counts anymore. Yeah, but to me it does. I'm sure. I'm sure. As we go through these rebirth things and people make it their memories back, we'll get back to things yeah. happening. Like, you know what? 
Connor, every time you say there's this count anymore, I'm just going to play you the gift from Star Wars Force Awakens where Harrison Ford says it's true, all of it, right? Yeah. That's, that's it. Well, that, that was, again, we'll, we'll have to use an episode to talk about the, the cluster F that was Convergence, but the thing that came out no, of there... I never read that. I'm not reading it so we can talk about it. Well, <laughs> the point of it is, is because it, it, it kind of laid the foundations for Rebirth, that all of this happened, but it just happened differently. And that's what's, you know, out of these changes. And No, but we're, we're it, ignoring all that now. We're going to fix it all. Yeah, but still. It's still important to know your history, isn't it? That's Well, that's where this Superman comes from. He came out of Convergence. No, I know that, but so, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, though. We're going to fix it. It still plays a part, but the thing is, well, as you said, as they get their memories back, I'm sure we'll be reminded of some of these things. So that's what made Tim so special. And they bring that up here. Is that Cassie is like, oh yeah, you know, for all your genius, you forget that I'm also really smart. So keep talking. Yeah. And well, because like uh, so yeah, when when they're talking about Tim, he mentions that he's like, you know, how good he is at strategizing and being a detective yep. and all that. And then we go to Cassie, and he like again, it's the kind of idea where Batman kind of compliments someone. I don't know if he quite says he's a, she's a better fighter than him, but mm-hmm. he implies that maybe in a straight on fight <laughs> she may yeah. win because yep. uh, she's like such a trained killer yeah um so uh that's pretty cool and then we get to the really sort of weird and interesting <laughs> part where they bring in clayface and we weren't exactly sure how this worked but it feels just from the few pages here that we get clayface that he might actually end up having a really good story out of this yeah because yeah, okay. batman offers him the chance he's like because first of all i like that clayface is broken out of arkham just so you can come and watch one of his old movies mm-hmm God, that was so tragic. Yeah. Because he even says to him, like, like after the movie's done, I'll go back without a fight. Just just let me finish. Well, and it gets to the thing that he's not a homicidal nut job, you know? Like, he didn't kill anybody. He just wanted to watch the movie. And he said, I only scared them so I could have the theater to myself. Which is something I could relate to, you know? Yeah, this is a Matt person. This is a Matt character. Yeah, it is. Something, yeah, yeah. I wish I could change myself sometimes. Similar, I'm not going to lie, similar sort of physique and everything now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, but he's super strong, so don't forget that. (laughs) Definitely similar faces. (laughs) Don't be Connor, because I thought he kind of resembled you, but minus the hair. I don't know, you put some glasses and a cap on that, and I'm seeing Matt Scalthorpe. (laughs) You guys are savage. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Um, I just picked this up, reopening the book, that the movie is called Metamorphosis. Yeah, right. it's it's nice so touch. perfectly yeah. ironic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they they give him this chance, and then we get the the real again. We're back out in the snow. I I love that every time it goes outside, we're back in the snow. It's a really yeah. nice uh, touch. And they're up at the the roof of the GCPD with the bat signal, and they're mm-hmm. talking to their their new team. And you get the feeling that this is going to be a just a team book through and through. And even again, it ends with Batwoman smiling, which is really nice to see. Yeah. When was the last time we had smiles before Rebirth started? It was a while. Um, yep. And they legit made me laugh because they have all of them grapple up and Clayface is left standing. They're going, how am I supposed to do that? That legit made yep. me laugh. Oh, yeah. So it's got humour. It's got, it knows all the characters' voices, um, at least from what we got in this first issue, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice. And uh, it, you know, it's a good setup. I mean, I mean, unlike the rebirth issues, this actually is just the first issue of the arc because it's not detective and action aren't having rebirth issues. Yeah. Right. This so. this almost would have benefited from 
not going to the original numbering. Like this yep. just being a, it's a, a number one of a series, it almost would have benefited from that. Yeah. Weirdly, I, I, I guess. Nine thirty four is a nice number, though. Like, it is a nice number. So I, I, I mean, I, I think if you read comics, you just have to get used to the fact that detective and action. You're just always going to be starting things yeah. in really weird places. Yeah. Well, it was always weird to read action, and it was like an action forty eight. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. That it, it just feels better with triple digits. It's. I think what's weird about it though is everything else is starting at one. Yeah. And these two going back, it just kind of feels weird amongst all the rest. It's all. it's no worse than when J. Michael Straczynski's Thor went from issue six to issue six hundred. Ah, oh, they so, did it with they did it in Spider Man, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they've done yeah, it with so. a lot of the bigger books in Marvel. But they, they so at least again. It, at least the number change is happening with a fresh start. So yeah, you can that's easily true. hop on. You yeah. Know? Mm. No, um, I don't have a problem with that. I actually like the original number ones back. It feels cool. It is. It's just it's weird amongst all the rest is all. Alright, so just to wrap up on this one then get back to the sort of the, the setup of the villain. Mm-hmm. So we we get this idea that someone's impersonating Batman at the start and at the end. I mean they're being watched, there's like, you know, little security cameras like flying around watching and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the end we we just get to see from behind some mysterious figure uh talking to an army, saying let's see how they stand against an army. Mm-hmm. So do we have any inclination as to who this might be? I'm hoping it's someone new. You want something new? Um, yeah. I'm going to say it's not Hugo Strange because you can make out that he has hair. Uh, I don't know because... Yeah, you can. Any any time that they have something with Batman's identity, mm-hmm. like he knows who all these people are, right? So that's you what made me think so of Strange. He's watching them that much, yeah. Yeah, that, that's only what made me think. Like it could be somebody new, but I kind of just know. hope it is. I mean, I feel like an idea like this would work really well in, in positioning a new enemy. Yeah. But then it, it may be, but at the same time, I feel like if you're going to obscure them like this, I feel mm-hmm. like it has to be someone that we will recognize. I I don't. I think the point there is that it almost doesn't matter at this point because. You're just seeing all of the... The focus is on the, the Batman, essentially. Not on this person. By obscuring them, you just kind of almost ignore them and look at it's the crowd. It's also someone that wants you to think that it's Batman, right? Because of Azrael. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw that. So, you know, as someone that's been familiar with Batman, whether that is a new character or a repurposed, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I will just have to wait and see. But that's uh, the tease, so we'll be back to that in two weeks. Uh, this double shipping means that we don't have to actually wait that long to get the next yeah. one. It's so nice, isn't it? That's kind of oddly nice. Also, yeah. I want to point out how much this sold. How I got to my shop within 90 minutes of opening, mm-hmm. and every single copy except three of the really nice variants, that was all that was yeah. left. The Albuquerque? Yeah, yeah. That, that was all that was left. All of the normal copies were gone. It was the first one to sell out. That's good. Yeah, it is. DC's been doing really well in the numbers the last uh, couple well, weeks. What we've heard from last week that Green Arrow sold ninety thousand. Yeah. When I think that, Green Arrow could only ever dream of numbers like that before. <laughs> that's higher than the uh, the first Kevin Smith issue. Yeah. And that Which, was in ninety eight when comics were selling. Uh, yeah. Still fairly regularly. And you had a name attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the fifth and final book of the week, and that is Action Comics nine five seven. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Patrick Zurcher. So, um, 
that, this is an interesting one because obviously this was kind of set up in Superman Rebirth last week and mm. it's kind of a follow-on from Superman Lois and Clark because that was also Dan Jurgens and yeah. all these things sort of come together and Lex Luthor reveals himself to be a new Superman and all that really means is he's wearing the emblem on his chest and he's got a suit on such and a dick <laughs> just, just being Lex Luthor basically yeah and I love it though like, yeah 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 he's, he's being classy Lex and yeah. being arrogant and all that uh, but we'll get we'll get back to that because what I really like is that when this happens and he catches these bank robbers who I am like 99.9% sure he hired to uh, do it in the first he place set up. Yeah. yeah Um, but when he shows up in the news I love that it's actually him pretending to be a superman that makes yeah. our old clark go right fuck this it's time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's the breaking point yeah. yeah well we already seen him sort of make the decision last week anyway in superman rebirth because mm-hmm. he sort of at the end he sort of smells and says all this world needs now is a superman yeah. like yep. so he'd already kind of made that choice but i love that it's this moment it's like all right it's time yeah <laughs> yep. um and we get to see him shave with the, the heat vision in the mirror yep it's cool but i really like the beard I did like the beard too. I did like it too. But I mean, it, it makes sense that he's going to shave it at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Uh, so, of course, he goes to see Lex. And he's not buying what Lex is selling. And he, he basically picks a fight, which is <laughs> interesting. Yeah, see, this Lex doesn't have the same relationship with this Superman and vice versa. Yeah. So I'm sure older Clark's just, he's, you know... Just putting his old uh, prejudices against Lex in here, because he is aggro from the start. Yeah. Oh yeah, so he like because yeah. Lex in pre fifty two, you know, DC, mm-hmm. he was it was just flat out evil, you know. Well, he was yeah, he was president at one point, and you know he he used that to try to put down Superman, and uh, he ended up with an orange ring. Like this dude's a supervillain, not just a villain. Kind of how he's been in, in New 52, to where he's orchestrating things. He was straight out a supervillain. And him, them standing there with the capes on, having a conversation above everybody, is such a great visual. It is great. Because they're both above everyone else, just in different mm. ways. But that exactly. puts them on level playing. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a bit of a fight. But the real the real stuff that happens in this issue is all kind of towards the end. It kind of like sets up these different things. Mm-hmm. For, number one is the mystery of who this new Clark Kent is. Yeah. Because Clark Kent shows up at the scene of the crime. Or, well, say, I say crime. You know what I mean. The, 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 fight. The fight. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy's like, wait a minute. Because everyone knew that Clark Kent was Superman and they saw Superman die. Yep. Yeah. And now this new Superman's shown up, and this Clark Kent's shown up. Now, unlike yeah. Superman, we have no idea who this Clark is. Yep. He seems to me like Max Landis is... Like, I don't think this. But just <laughs> the way he's dressed and the way he carries himself, it's like Max mm. Landis is American alien Clark. Oh, great. That's just going to get wonderfully simple and not confusing at all yeah and i don't think it is but i think that's just how they're writing him is he is a very modern clark essentially what the new 52 should have been for clark exactly yeah so and i'm sure there's going to be some trickery revealed um but yeah i i can't figure out how they're going to try to resolve this no i'm confused as balls by this yeah yeah i don't get this at all but like that's fine because it's meant to be it's meant to be a mystery 
We're yeah, it's, what the it's, hell's a, going it's a first issue, and that's supposed to be what's drawing you in to find out what's going on. Yeah, and of course, the other big thing is that these uh, thieves were actually transporting what turns out to be Doomsday, <laughs> as you do. What it shows that Doomsday was here in the New 52 era, but just kept under a lock and key, as if someone knew you can't let this beast run. Well, we, right? we saw. Well, we had Doomsday and Doomed, right? Yeah, there was a Doomsday arc. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry to remind you of Doomed, but it did happen. Yes, I know. I tried to put it out in my mind. You got vaporized and all that. Yeah, that's... But then why is he all wrapped up in his containment suit? Well, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I like that he is. I actually think it's really yeah. cool that he's in his, well, his suit. Yeah. Because that tells me that he hasn't gone on a rampage yet, right? Because mm. that's, that's so how we were introduced to him in the Doomsday, 90s. Then? I'm thinking maybe. Hmm. I'm more this is what I mean. There's, there's, this is this is a weird issue because it's kind of it's intriguing, but it's not exciting for me. Oh, I, I, that's is, this is where I'm going to show my bias is once I saw and I hate Doomsday as a character, but once I saw him show up in that green suit, and after all the death of Superman stuff we got in Superman Rebirth, yeah, right, is this older Superman knows how to deal with him. Yeah, he yeah. knows that he can't slug it out with Doomsday like he did before. That, yeah. that, that, this is what's interesting to me is that this is an older Superman who has went through this. Is going to yeah. have to try and tackle this. Um, and again, Doomsday being in his his suit is actually really intriguing to me. It's actually kind of refreshing because he actually looks much more interesting. In the this suit is what there. I mean. It all intrig like that is intriguing, and I'm interested in finding out the Clark thing, but I'm not actively excited by it either. You're just putting a right negative Nancy today, Connor, you know that? You need to, well, you know... You need to rewrite yourself, man. Everything's been fine, I'm not, I'm not put off no, the next no. issue. Like, no, no, I think, it's, I think it's a good issue, but it doesn't excite me either. There's a difference. It's, it's, a, it's a good issue, and I enjoyed reading it, and I, I'd still recommend it. I'm looking forward to more, because I'm, but I'm looking forward to more just because I'm interested in finding out the answers rather than the actual thing exciting me, like some of the other books have. I enjoyed this issue, so yep. I, uh, you know. I still enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, action, action's been my go-to Superman book for the last, you know, however long Pack had it. So the fact that it's keeping its well, Pack was there since what twenty one, I think so. Yeah, so around so there. It's been yeah, for a while, something, something in that region. Because the, so, the, the first issue he had to do was the zero year tie-in, which I think yeah. was actually probably the which best was twenty. Yeah, uh, no, that was twenty five. Twenty five, right? Well, okay. Yeah. So he's there for two and a half years, but just to my point that it's been my go-to Superman book because you know Gene Gang's Superman was fine and Jeff Johns's was fine, but it wasn't like it didn't feel definitive to me like that one. Yeah. Did. So the fact that this is going to be the definitive one with him balancing Superman and not so much the the Lois and John stuff, uh, which I think is more Tomasi in Superman. Yeah. I'm more Which, than okay. But that, that excites me more, personally, that stuff. <sighs> See, I'm excited yeah. for both, uh, but I like, that, oh, yeah. uh, I like that John and Lois are here. Um, yeah. I, I love John getting excited when his dad flies off. I, yeah. I like that they're in this book and they're not just relegating them to the Superman book yeah. and, like, and pretending it's all there. Because I feel like yeah. Batman has kind of done that with Detective and then Batman. Yeah. It kind of feels like... The Bat Family doesn't really exist in the Batman book. It's all being covered. It's in kind of, that, that's kind of always been a thing, though, when you have characters like this that have like multiple books. 
Um, and you always just, the way I always look at it is like they don't really run concurrently. It's just kind of like the arcs kind of slot in one after the other. Yeah, sure. But the thing is with action and Superman, I like already that the family are in action as well. They're not just in Superman. Yeah, but they're, they're not the focus. Like they will be in Superman. Yeah, they're not the focus. They all... but they're there, but I often yeah. feel like in Batman, they're not even there for a lot of it. Right. Yeah. Um. Art's pretty good. Art's yeah. really good. Yeah, no complaints yeah. here. It's yeah, it's Patrick Zercher. He's great. I've been a fan since his stuff. I think was on Suicide Squad. I think yep. it, uh, he styles su- Superman actually. Yep. More so than Green Arrow. He's on Green Arrow for a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was a bit weird on that. Yeah. It's interesting how much I think he suits Superman, considering his Suicide Squad was very dark. Gritty. Yeah, gritty, and it's yeah. adapted really well to Superman. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, the... I mean, obviously a lot of that will be in the colouring and stuff like that. And... Well, yeah, but just the way he draws them too. Again, that, that panel of Superman and Lex hovering over the people, arguing who's the real Superman. Like, that's... You it's, could it's not put... Composition, yeah. Word, yeah, yeah, you could not put that word, any words on that page and still get the same vibe. So... Yeah, yeah it's very good. It's very yeah. good. So, I'm happy to say that for the second week running, I enjoyed all of the books to varying degrees. Yeah. Um, when nine, nine for nine. Um, well, Connor says, he has, I don't know, what he said throughout the episode is making me feel <laughs> No, the like thing he's... is, I feel like they weren't, they weren't perfect <laughs> issues and they had flaws, but I enjoyed all of them. Yeah. To varying degrees. I, I think I enjoyed some of them a little bit less than you did, perhaps. Oh, but I still bias. say I, I, I read them, I enjoyed them, I've read all of them twice. Yeah. And I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, my bias is in full effect there. I'm just happy to have good Superman again after the dark days. That was the new Fifty Two. So I think I, I think I would expand that and say I'm happy to have good DC again after the dark days of the new yeah, Fifty Two. That's true. Um, so, all right. So as we did last week, we're going to rank them mm-hmm. and put our put our lists in order. Uh, Matt, you can go first this week. Number one and three yeah. and number five. What would you have? Yeah. So one through five, the Flash was my favorite of the week, even though it was redundant. It you know hit all the right stuff, and then action, and then Detective, and then Wonder Woman, and then Aquaman. I saw Aquaman was a rough read until those last five pages. Um, so, but yeah, strong week still though. Cool, Connor. Right. So first up, I have Detective because it was just fantastic and fun and better than I'd hoped. So obviously. Then I'm going to go with Wonder Woman and then Flash third. Mainly because Flash, while good, I felt like I didn't need, whereas Wonder Woman, having not read the Finch's stuff, felt useful to me. So I enjoyed that bit more. Then Action and then Aquaman at the bottom. For the same reason Matt said, obviously. It's just, yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to put Detective Comics at number one. Um, just, it's just fantastic to have a bad team book. And... I think I like this more than Batman Rebirth issue one. Um, yep, which definitely. Is, which is a uh, really exciting. It, that this might the... be my favorite Rebirth book yet. You know. Um, well, it's going to be between one of your number one. Yeah. One of the, the, the between this week it's, and last week. I'm torn so. between that. Well, well, not necessarily. We, <laughs> I could have had two books last week that were better than Detective. Well, you you could have done, but you probably didn't. Well, no, I could have done though. My point is. But anyway, at number one, I've got Detective Comics. Uh, then at number two, I've got The Flash. I love The Flash this week. Um, art, emotion, all that stuff, great. Yep. Um, then at number three, I've got Action Comics. 
like Matt says, it's great to have a good Superman back. And uh, oh, I'm really intrigued going forward. Number four, I've got Wonder Woman. And then at number five, I've got Aquaman. Uh, for reasons that we've all pretty much said already. So uh, that, that's where I'm feeling. And I, I honestly thought, ha- having seen Matt's reactions to Detective Comics before we mm-hmm. recorded, that we might have had a unanimous number one. Nope. I, that I watch is still in effect. Well. <laughs> yeah, that watch is still in effect. Nah. One nah. day it will happen where we all yeah. have the same. Book. It will. It will be, and it might be Nightwing, or it could be Batgirl. Who knows what else is out that week? But those are you can't. You can't just say I'll never Two. give Batman the first spot. I know. I didn't say that. I'm just going from what, based off what I've read. If if those are as good as I think they're going to be, then they'll have the spot. Well, I mean, one week Batman could. It all depends on. Tom King, because Tom King's a slow, slow starter, like his mm-hmm. Nightwing. It took like four issues for me to be like, okay, I really love this book. So, you know. All right. Well, um, that'll lead us on then to what's coming next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forgot to actually mention this last week, but next week, uh, it's basically the same as last week, but with uh, an extra book. So we've got Batman issue one, Superman issue one, Green Lanterns issue one, Green Arrow issue one, and we also have Titans Rebirth issue one. So that's what's coming next week. Um, now, Connor wanted us to actually pick our, our most anticipated each for this as well, mm-hmm. uh, just to see if it lines up with what we actually end up liking the most next mm-hmm. week. So, um, part I guess I'm going to say, well, uh, uh, this is rough. Actually, I'll come back to me. Connor, <laughs> what, what were you most anticipated for next week? I'm <laughs> going to go with Superman. Because... Like, like the rebirth issue didn't really give me an idea of what the series will be, so I'm anticipating for this and mm. hoping for the best that it will be what I want. Cool, Matt. Yep, I gotta agree, Superman, and not just because it's Superman, but it's Tomasi and Gleason, and anytime they've worked together, whether it's Green Lantern Corps or Batman and Robin, it's been really good. See, I'm torn. I'm I'm torn between Superman and, and Titans and Green Arrow and <sighs> Titans. Titans yeah. is the one that I'm like. I don't necessarily expect it to be the best book, but because it's continuing Wally and his reintegration into the team, it, I'm like, oh. It's got art by Brett Booth, right? Yeah. So, he's not the greatest. Like, I like to work on Nightwing, but, you know. He's hit or miss, isn't he? Like I said, his Nightwing stuff Very was much. solid enough, but. Yeah. Some of his Flash stuff was. Uh, Passable. <laughs> Passable as being generous at some of that. Yeah. I mean. But so yeah, but you also have Abnett on Titans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he did. I like Titans Hunt a whole lot. So, but yeah, that, that's fair. Green Arrow, yeah, we'll see. That's just based on the last issue. But yeah, because the yeah. last issue was my favorite of the week. So yeah, weirdo. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that'll uh, wrap up then this third episode of yeah. Comics from the Multiverse. Um, Matt, if people want to find you, where can they do so? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MattSelf57 and on 1.21 Gigawatts, Mild Fuzz Movies podcast with Pete. So, yeah. Connor, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ConorRyan94 and you can find me on Almost Cancelled, our TV podcast, where we talk about a lot of TV shows and a lot of comic book based ones. So. Yeah, because almost every TV show that comes out now is based on a comic book of some sort. Arrow, yeah. Arrow aka Binge Watch. <laughs> we are, we're kind of spoiled for choice at this point. 
Yeah. Uh, right now we're doing Outcast and Preacher. They just started, so you can hop on for those if you want to. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and all the social media at Wibble89. You can also find me on the Screams After Midnight Horror Movie Podcast, which we have. Um, Conjuring 2 is out this coming week, so Ooh. or just came out, so you can get that in the next episode. So yeah, uh, check that out if you want to. Of course, you can find all this stuff on YouTube, uh, Mailed Fuzz Movies and Mailed Fuzz TV, or you can check them out on the uh, the iTunes and the Podcatchers and all that stuff. Um, but of course, follow us as Mailed Fuzz on Twitter at Mailed underscore Fuzz. Emails MailedFuzz at gmail dot com. If you've got any questions or anything like that, you can do that. Uh, like and subscribe. Rate us five stars on iTunes, and you know all that kind of stuff. It helps us out. Um, but that's pretty much us, guys. So uh, keep reading comics and remember, guys, never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion.